This is the Drummer's Resource Podcast, session 502. And the quote of the day is, sometimes you have to separate yourself from everyone and just focus on doing you. You're listening to the Drummer's Resource Podcast, home of in-depth interviews with the world's greatest drummers, music industry professionals, and thought leaders. Inspiration, education, and motivation for drumming, and beyond, and beyond, and beyond. What's up, everybody? Nick Ruffini here, and this is episode 502, and so that means we've already passed 500, and we're doing a giveaway. So there is, there's actually there's a lot of stuff right now going on that you should know about because there's all sorts of deals, and there's all sorts of giveaways, and there's all sorts of things going on. One, with Drummer's Resource, so you can go to drummersresource.com forward slash giveaway, and we're giving away a bunch of prizes from DW and LP and Evans and Promark and Big Fat Snare Drum and ProLogic's Percussion and Ultimate Ears and Dream Symbols and a bunch of other people. Also, Sweetwater is giving away a DW kit with a bunch of upgrades, and it's a $5,000 kit. And you can go to sweetwater.com forward slash giveaway for that. But also at Sweetwater, it's drum month. So what that means is they have all sorts of blowout deals and price drops and 48-month interest-free financing and all sorts of amazing stuff going on. The whole month of of July is drum month at Sweetwater. So if you go to Sweetwater.com, you will see a deal zone. It's called Deal Zone. You'll see it on the right-hand side, Deal Zone. Check it out, and that's where you can find all the price drops and all the information about all the stuff that's going on. But I'm telling you, it when they say it's drum month, it is drum month. There, there's all sorts of stuff, including that $5,000 drum giveaway, and you can find that by going to, to uh, sweetwater.com forward slash giveaway. So we're giving stuff away with Drummer's Resource for the 500th episode, and Sweetwater is giving away... Uh, an, an amazing kit if you go to sweetwater.com forward slash giveaway plus check out their drum month deals i promise you this is the best time to get a great deal from sweetwater check them out sweetwater.com and let's get into this conversation this conversation is with aaron draper and aaron is a mainly a percussionist hand percussionist and he's known for his work with jay-z and rihanna and eminem and has a really interesting story about how he differentiated himself and was sort of hanging out with a bunch of drummers and noticed maybe if I go a different route, then I can have a more successful career. So he got into hand percussion and it has proven to be a very good choice for him. The one drawback about this episode is we had a little bit of technical difficulties and the sound quality isn't great. But Justin is a wizard and Justin is the the man and always makes these episodes sound really, really good. But I gave him really poor quality or audio, real, really poor audio quality to deal to deal with. So, Justin, I appreciate you, brother. Thank you, and for you listening. If this is the first episode you've ever listened to, I promise they don't normally sound like this. Uh, it was just a, a snafu, but I didn't want to not release this episode with Aaron. So, because there's a ton of info in here, so uh, let's just get into it. My man, Aaron Draper. Aaron, what's happening, my man? What's going on? How are you? How much? I always, I always love interviewing people from Philly. I just feel like we can just chat and talk and absolutely, say, man. We can just say John all the time and like we connect on another level, man. The people understand, you know. We, <laughs> you know, it is what it is, you know. My, you know? I think my 
my proudest achievement of being from Philadelphia is getting my wife, who is not from Philadelphia, to say John, and now she uses it all the time. Ah, uh, once you learn how to say it and use it, you in it. Some people, <laughs> you know, some people don't Can't get it. Can't get it. <laughs> yeah, some people are like ah, that ain't. Ah, you're butchering it. Stop. Stop. You're killing it. Don't, <laughs> don't say it no more. You know. Right. <laughs> I love it. So let's talk about you growing up in Philly. So you you grow mm-hmm. up, you're, you're in Philly, you're playing in the church, and yeah. you get exposed to music early, start young, right? Like, how, I I think I read you were, what, eight or nine when you started playing? Yeah, uh, six, six, when I, like, I mean, I, six, is I started, you know, sitting in Atlanta, had a little, you know, one, had the coordination. Nine, I started taking it more serious and trying to play the little church I was playing at. Uh, you know, when the drummer wasn't there, of course. Well, that's how I got <laughs> right. like in, the, in the church, you know. We had a drummer there already. And, you know, he missed a little, he laid or something. Yeah, that, that was your spot. Yeah. To try to, you know, <laughs> sound okay or decent. And if you sound bad, <laughs> you know, no more. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he used to be bad. He's, and you got to think, know. you're like, you're like somebody's going to be late one of these days. One of these oh, days, man. somebody's going to be late. I live on you late because I could, I, you know, that was. That was the time to play, you know, try to, you know, <laughs> do my youthful thing. You right. Know? So who did you, who did you come up with? How, like, I don't, like age-wise, uh, I don't know how exactly how old you are. So who did, who did you come up with? Was oh, there... I'm 37. Oh, 37. Um, man, I came up, who, like, like peers-wise? Yeah. You know, my brother, yeah, my brother's Daryl, uh, my boy Wayne, uh, my boy, the, my boy Tremaine Walker, who, uh, like, God rest his soul, he passed away. Um, I had Eric Trivet and you had Pudge Trivet and you had uh, Brian, of course, Brian Moore. You had John mm-hmm. Roberts. You know, I mean, they were already out of Philly, but you know, they were, those were our uh, our Philly heroes, man. And uh, yeah, and Spank, like James Spank's younger, huh? Spank's younger than than you, right? Well, Spank is no, Spank is actually older than me. He's the he's the he's out of here. One, right? and, and I, I can't forget Spank, of course, Spank. You know, one of the ones. Yeah, Spank is Spank is the old head. He's he's a year older than me, so he is. <laughs> my brother. Yeah. Dude, mm-hmm. why do I still think Spank is like? I I mean, I obviously know he's not, but I'm still like I still yeah. think of Spank as being like 22 years old. You know what I mean? He don't age, man. Boy, don't age. You know. Maybe because he was like the young, like the young phenom or something like that. And he I, was. man, I didn't I didn't realize that he was that he's older than than me though. That's wild. Yeah. Spank See, is very, you know, very 38. You know, you learn something new every day. So absolutely, Steve. You know, Steve McKee. Um, you know, those are yep. Those are my guys. You know. Yeah. So what was what was the dynamic like? Like I I I don't want to like since since I know the area, I know what the what the scene is like. I don't want to like uh, not let the audience know what that was like. So what was it? What was it like for you? What was the scene growing up? Uh, because I know that you had made a you made a transition and got really into percussion instead of yeah. the kit for a while. But before all that, like, what was the scene that you were coming up in, and did you think like this is the thing that I'm going to do, or was it just just ingrained in your culture, and you were like, I'm just going to play drums, and then we'll kind of see where it goes. Uh, I wanted to be I definitely wanted to be a, a touring drummer at first. Um, um, the scene was was different, you know. When I was coming up, like eighteen, seventeen, it was you know it was the neo soul movement. You had the Black Lily era, you know. Um, and I just got out of high school and, and definitely got got into that. Um, 
originally started, I was playing with Jasmine Sullivan <laughs> when, mm-hmm. she, when she was, you know, coming into the little clubs playing, and I was a drummer. And then uh, eventually, I had an audition for uh, this group called the Jazzy Fat Nasties, and I ended up being their drummer for a little while. And, you know, then meeting the Roots, and I could kind of always play a little percussion. It was kind of natural. Um, I don't know. The one day I just was like, you know, it's a bunch of drummers. Maybe I want to. Maybe I want to do something that you know, that give me a name for something, you know, do something mm-hmm. that'll be, you know, where ain't nobody like, you know, doing it as far as me, you know, on right. on 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 the, on the level, you know, on that level. So I got I, I dug and started digging into percussion um, more with the, with the roots. Cause it would be like, <laughs> it used to be funny. Like I would do, I would be doing root shows. Sometimes I'll, you know, do play drums a little mm-hmm. or, um, and it would be like a, it would be like a one kunga on the side, like it would just have one kunga, and I would, <laughs> you know, I don't know why it was crazy. I never forget it was like a Levi story. It was just one kunga there, and I would end up just playing a one kunga on stage, and you know, and you know, as I started out, uh, you know, just getting getting more involved into it, I, uh, you know, started to get up my own, you know, like percussion mm-hmm. thing set up and what I wanted to do. And, you know, how I would have played and, you know, just, I don't know, it was always in me because I've, I've listened to a lot of percussion, uh, you know, over the years, a lot of records, you know, Wine and Marvin Gaye, yeah. um, James Brown, like, oh God, a bunch of stuff. So, right. I'm, I just eventually, eventually just incorporated um, everything I have been listening to and, 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 and into that, you know, just like, mm-hmm. well, how can I do this? And, you know, of course, a mayor gave me, I mean, it was for it was for drums, but he, you know, he gave me a bunch of stuff that, you know, definitely helped um, me shape like what I wanted to do, how you know how I wanted to play it, and then just getting great advice from my brothers like Brian Moore. Uh, you know, Brian always, you know, he was like, man, you know, um, we did a we did a gig together. We was doing Victor Duplay, uh, mm-hmm. and man, you know, just you know something you should do, you know, that'll probably help you to pick a pattern and stick to it and, and make that pattern stick. And if even if it, even if it isn't um, whatever you, whatever the instrument is in there, find that pattern and play it on something else, and then you add it, and you know it almost feels like it, it was supposed to be there. Supposed to be, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. So that that was uh, that was that scene of me coming up. So it was a lot of me discovering, you know, how I'm gonna make my niche uh, in percussion. You know what I'm saying? Like I, and I still, I mean, I still play drums. Uh, you know, right? Of course, it's not my main thing. I still can play it though, but I'd rather. I, I I fell in love with playing percussion because you know just of uh, <clears throat> the connection between drums and 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 what it brings. You know, mm-hmm. you know the right percussionist can can just you know add the right sauce to a song. Right. You know? Right. So, and, and that was my uh, you know. I was going to ask about about meeting Questlove and oh. why do you like why do you think he he sort of took a liking to you and took you under his wing and then because he and and a lot of a lot of your career now, I don't want to say he's responsible for it, but he was responsible for sort of steering you in that direction, right? Of being like, hey man, why don't you yeah. play percussion and all those sorts of things? Um, why do you think? Why do you think he took a liking to you? Well, I think well, when I used to have an afro, and <laughs> I called me Baby Quest, and you know, it was, I was like the little decor guy, but also I was a young guy um, that could play drums, and uh, maybe you know, he, uh, maybe he saw, you know. Saw what he saw himself when he was younger, or you know what I mean. Right. And then, um, the, the guy, rest his soul, the manager of the Roots, which is uh, Richard Richard Nichols, 
Um, mm-hmm. I think he had a lot to help, a lot of part in that too. You know, take this guy you win. You know, introduce him. You know, you know, eighteen year old guy. You know, right. trying to trying to come up in the ranks and you know do whatever. So um, you know, I think he, you know he took a liking to that. Um, and we've been we've been cool since you know ever since. You know, Mary's a that's definitely my 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 OG is what I say. You know, yeah, <laughs> what's my OG? My um, you know. It, my career, of course, my career, you know, it's, it's going in other directions, but I always, I definitely always find myself, you know, back with Drew sometimes and, you know, right. Always connecting, you know, so for sure. He, I just think, you know, like I said, he just took a, he took a liking to me as a, as a young, as a young up and coming guy, you know what I mean? So I think that, that's the, that's the, that's, that's what that was. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it was early yeah. Philly. He was still in Philadelphia then and, you know, the last, it was like really the last of like that, like the neo soul, the soul era, so so trying right. you know, went on over to TV. <laughs> yeah. I I think I always forget about the fact that even even when like even before you know they were on uh, on Jimmy Fallon, like mm-hmm. they were to us they were like they were always famous to me, right? Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't know if they were as like internationally famous or you know or national even nationally famous like a lot of mm-hmm. times i remember when they were first the house band and the roots and you'd be like oh the the roots of the house band and people were like who and i'm like how do you not yeah. know who the roots yeah. are you yeah. know what i mean i'm like they like they're the greatest hip-hop group of all time like how it's kind of a 50 50 thing to me like you know some people didn't know and you had the other 50 that didn't know who the roots were you know what i mean who right. the roots are and all that i mean i think um jay-z unplugged which we did in 2001 kind of mm-hmm. Put them more out there too, yeah. In the, in the direction of where they're going, where they were going, because it was the first time Jay ever used like a live band and everything. And so you know that was like okay, well, we're using the guy with the Af- you know, Questlove the guy with the Afro, you see him on drums and right. you know, Jaguar Wright, and, man, DJ Scratch and uh, um, James Boys, Omar, uh, Frank Knuckles, of course, he's on percussion, Ben Kenny mm-hmm. on guitar, Leonard Hub, you know, that was the some of the original um you know squad, so. So why were why did they do double percussion on that? Man, I actually don't know. I mean, you got well, a lot of that. I mean, I guess or were you like, hey man, you got to play the thing with Jay Z, and you really got to get me on this game. <laughs> What'd you say? Because <laughs> if I were you, I'd be like, look, I don't care if you want another percussionist. You're doing this thing with Jay Z. I want to be. I'll play Jeff, triangle. Jeff, was, <laughs> I'll play yeah, whatever. I was, I was on it. I mean, I think you know. I think um, Amir. I was because the dynamic with that was you know Frank was playing. Uh, certain parts mm-hmm. in the song, like we know, there was no electronic track or none of that. So, man, yeah. we're just play, basically playing those, you know, percussion patterns that were in, you know, in some of the JC stuff. You know, ticket to, you know, uh, uh, what's the song? Like you know, he was playing like bongos. I'm a hunter, baby. Yeah. So, um, 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 uh, Frank was playing, and I would play the, you know, it was just little stuff yeah. like that to make it sound like the actual track that Pharrell. Let's not forget Pharrell Williams produced that track. So, you know, that's what I think. That's what the dynamic of the two percussion was. You know, just mm-hmm. you know, it's an interesting thing that we it's an interesting thing that we don't. I was going to say it's an interesting thing that we don't talk about now, or not even thinking about it now. But yeah, there was no like, there was no sampling, or like I mean, there was no like 
track. You guys weren't playing with tracks. You had to produce all that stuff live. I don't, that was it. Was us? It was me. We was the rhythm section. Me and Mayor and Frank and Frank Knuckles. Yeah. Different times. <laughs> Different times, man. I, I mean, I, you know, for, uh, I feel like I'm. I, he must have told me to make it up, but even on like Big Ten, then it was like a. Mm-hmm. I made that up. Yeah. I don't know. It worked. It was. I don't. It, I don't think it was per se the actual what was in that. Uh, you know the. It was like some high like bongo parts, wasn't it? <laughs> like now, that, like I, right? I know what it is now. It's more. It's more so like. You know, it was more had it had more of a bounce, but at the time because it was live, whatever I did, it kind of it worked. So you still had Frank playing the. Like he was, you know, he's, you know, filling in those parts. So it, 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 right. it was, yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of crazy. I think, you know, we tried to, we tried to make it do the best we could do. <laughs> and it was, well, it was I think you guys, because like I said, James I think you guys did a good so. job because that that record is absolutely that's a that's an amazing absolutely. record, man. I love that. Yeah, what man. were you? I cut you off though. What were you saying? Uh, I actually forgot, but. I forgot what I said. <laughs> this, um, is, this is real. This is what this is what happens in real conversation. Yeah, I forget what they're going to say. We talk, we just conversate, you know. Yeah. You lose a thought. All right. But I, like, I, I think I was saying, it was, you know, I think just, you know, whatever that, that I added to it, it just helped for, you know, whatever they were trying to accomplish at that at that time in, in mm-hmm. 2001. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> that was a long time ago. <laughs> it was almost 20 years ago. That's insane. Man, it was 20 years ago, bro. It's crazy. I mean, that's, that's, probably, that's, that's my career, basically, you know, 20 yeah. years, almost 10 years now. It's, you know? it's funny, like, you look at you look at Jay-Z in that video, like, mm-hmm. and who he became now, you know, like, I yeah. mean, at that point, he was sort of like, he was a rapper that was trying to do a couple other things, and now he's like... He had a rocker right like, here and all that. Kind now of stuff, now yeah. he's Jay-Z, you know? hmm Yeah. Dude, the mogul. Insane. Came a long way. Yeah. 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 What what how did you have to change your approach coming from drum set and playing with percussion because especially like if you're not playing with another percussionist if you're just playing drums in a band you don't mm-hmm. have to compete a lot from from a sonic level you know what I mean like obviously you don't want to step on the bass player's toes or the guitar player's toes or anything like that but you're oh, not yeah. competing with other percussion other than piano but that's a you know we don't have to go down that road but uh but then when you go into percussion or, you know, you start playing hand percussion, now you have another drummer. Or if you're playing with two percu- with a percussionist and a drummer, like in the Jay-Z situation, what was it, What was some of the mental stuff that you had to do to change the to change the approach? Well, of course, I mean, I wasn't playing drum set. So you had to think, oh, are you playing these bongos on this section of the hook when it comes up? You know, maybe the, the, first, the, 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 the first four bars. Uh, you know, that's all you, uh, kind of think of a song. Um, you just have to think that you're not, you know, you're not playing set. Mm-hmm. So basically you're playing like the fill-ins, the colors, the, you know, um, kind of think of one of the songs we did on there. Uh, like, uh, we did, um, boom, think about this time. I, I was just playing like a, uh, a clave. Right. But on the, on the, <laughs> on a one or two, you know what I mean? Yeah. That was it. You know, this this isn't this isn't drums, but it helped because 
um, drum stuff because you know it's different with drums. You got it's a different kind of timing. So you know, it it, it definitely um, helped me to lock in more and um, you know just learn where 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 certain percussion would fit in. You know what I'm saying? Right. And the song and everything. So. Where the, where the where hit like, times at on the on the on the three or the two, you know, where it makes sense, right. you know what I'm saying? The one. Were there any situations where uh in the beginning where you were like not playing the right stuff and people were looking at you like, Hey man, this ain't uh this ain't happening? I, I don't think so, because like honestly like I said, I always had like a little I felt like I always had a little percussion in me. I already kinda of played in the high school. It was just right. more so applying what I knew. Uh, to what I was playing, and you know, and 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 making the different, making the differentiations from drums to percussion. Like you know, playing with a drummer, I've heard some percussionists overplay everything, I, and and of course I hate it. Or, or the timing is different, or right, you're not really listening. I I I I wanted to make sure, like I wanted to be on it, on on the one, locked in, mm-hmm. to where, you know. You don't know what who's playing what, or if it's a track, or you know what I'm saying. Not right. overstepping, not overstepping um, the drums, but you know, almost in a marriage with with them to you know, where it's like, man, these, the rhythm section is like, whew. Yeah. You know, he's playing this here, to, you know, almost like you know, sometimes like complimenting. Even when like, like I do rows, like even when I do like you know, rows with. Um, when the drums do, not when the drums do, but like if a drummer does a roll, I compliment it with a little whatever, and, mm-hmm. and it locks. It's like, oh wow, what was that? You know what I mean? It, it, it wasn't overstepping his toes or overplaying when it's, and, and, and clashing. Right. And that was my thing. I never, I don't like, oh, I'm percussion clash with drums. I, it's like, it's like scratching the chalkboard to me. Yeah. And it happens a lot. Oh, it happens. It happens. I don't, I don't, like, sometimes I don't believe, excuse me, I don't believe in um, every slow song to have kungus. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, kungus isn't for everything, or, or you know, sometimes you should use bongos, or maybe not, or just a triangle and a tambourine and a shaker. You know what I mean? Right. Like, that's what I've learned over, you know, over the years, what makes all, sometimes you don't have to over, you know, overfill it, overfill a thing. Sometimes you can over, like, over, overfill songs with percussion and it's like too much, you know what I mean? So, yeah. when, you know, knowing when it's too much or not too much, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I just knowing the songs too. Like I, like another thing to me is like, you know, knowing, knowing the songs that you're playing, you know, what's in it, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Some people don't play the right patterns and they be like, well, what are you playing? That's not it. <laughs> you know? okay, what song are you, we're playing this song. What song are you playing? <laughs> what song are you playing? That's, that's your own thing. That's not it. Um, perfect example, like uh, Anita Baker. We did. I did Anita Baker. We did Anita Baker tribute, excuse me, for the BT Awards, mm-hmm. and we did uh, Sweet Love. The kunga pattern is very distinct in there. It's a buku tuku buku tu tu on a, and it's only on the hooks. Uh-huh. Ah, I'm sorry, Jesus, not Sweet Love. Caught up in the rap. Caught up in the rap. Uh, Nothing else can compare. That was the whole. That was the whole thing in song. Right. It was like little percussion in the verses, you know, like like a clock. It was like a block. Little shake your hair, you know what I mean? Like it was, you know. It, but that 
those parts made the songs, though. You know what I mean? Right. Right. I mean, um, there's I a reason why a lot of times this stuff is called auxiliary percussion because it's not exactly. It's like you said. It's like it's the color that you add to it. It's like a little sprinkle on top. I just had, uh, I just talked to um, Wilfredo Reyes, and he was talking about, you know, mm-hmm. he's like, I'm thinking of it like a meal, and and I'm putting, yeah. I'm putting a little salt here and a little pepper here and mixing exactly. something up here. Exactly. You know, who, who he's a great, he's a great percussionist too. He's yeah. one of one of one of one of one of one of the one of the great ones, man. For sure. Much respect to him. So yeah, it's, it's definitely like you said. You like the seasoning. To the mm-hmm. to the rest of the, the the you know music basically right but it's also you I mean you can over season it yeah, you can put, it could be too salty yeah. yeah and correct me if I'm wrong but like it's not just your job to work with the drummer it's the drummer's job to work with you too and yeah. you got to figure I've, out I've that been, dynamic I've been in that situation before I I won't say my names but I did a tour um, with the drummer. And uh, you know, we just weren't connecting. He he was mm-hmm. playing drums and I was just playing percussion. It was no you know, it was cool, but it wasn't like a like how I lock with my uh, my bro Dow or Mike Reed or Spank or Boots or 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 Aaron Sterling who I'm playing with right now with John Mayer. Like it's it's, mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a respect for each other and a marriage trusting each other. Like, you know, you gotta trust whoever you're playing with. You almost wanna sign man, I can I will never forget this. Uh, one of my one of my brothers and great friends, Omar Edwards, uh, who's an MD for Jay Z and mm-hmm. um, and Rihanna and everybody. And we grew up together in church, but something he used to say in church when we used to play together as a house band, you know, we want to sound like one band. Yeah. When everybody's yeah. you know playing as a unit, as one is that much more powerful because now we all sound like one, and we and the, and the energy is amazing, and we're hitting them, and it's, it's you know it's like you know what I mean? Yeah. There's no denying. Because it's a unity in the music, basically. Mm-hmm. Plus, oh, yeah. with, with mm-hmm. percussion specifically, mm-hmm. most of the content that's out there, like if someone's trying to study it or learn it, is mm-hmm. Latin percussion or, you know, there's some. So, but like, there's you know, Latin, there's Afro Cuban, there's world percussion, you know, so it's so much. Um, I'm not a. I'm, I'm, I, I'm, you know, I, I don't do. I haven't done a lot of language. I, I haven't, um, but it's, it's, it's. I have so much respect for that because that's a, just a, that's a beautiful. That's another beautiful language. You know, mm-hmm. the timing, uh, drum the way they. You know the way. You know, conga the conga hits, conga slaps, and you know patterns, mm-hmm. diddles, and there's so much to 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 each just each drum. Like you said, you know, Latin percussion. Is, that's just a whole world of itself right there. Yeah. And then you get to like your world percussion stuff. That's just. <laughs> that's, that's a whole different, a whole, whole different that's bag. That's all kinds of drums. You know what I'm saying? That's not even just, that's not just percussion. That's, that's a bunch of drums. You know what I mean? Yeah. Bunch of instruments, bunch of whatever. So. Well, I was going to say that, that for you, you have to, you had to pull from different things and the type of percussion. I would say the per- type of percussion that you play versus Latin percussion or world percussion or something like that is. You gotta like you gotta dig in the crates a little bit to hear how this kind of percussion has been was played on a Marvin Gray uh, Marvin Gaye record or yeah. or you know like yeah. an old Where video, the percussion even was like, dominant Marvin Gaye records. Yeah, I want you album. Um, Hear my dear, mm-hmm. uh, heavy love affair. Those albums were like heavy percussion driven with the drums. You know they yep. played a part. Um, yep. 
it's almost to the point where it was like uh, very undeniable. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it don't sound right without it in there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I just, that, and that's my, that's always been my goal, like, to play percussion, um, to, to play percussion with a, with a, um, with, a, with an authority and, and a reason to be there. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Undeni- like, to be undeniable, basically, you know, mm-hmm. what's happening, you know? Yep. Yep. I was just listening to what's going on today mm-hmm. or today or yesterday. In the beginning of the tune, mm-hmm. there's and and it just when you listen to the song, if you're not, if it, like if you're sort of passively listening to it, you just hear the mm-hmm. song come in. But then, like thinking back, you're like, oh man, like you said, this up, this stuff is dominant in a lot of um, other music. Cowbells, all those you know shakers and Tim. Yeah, even just a cowbell. Like uh, I'm trying to think of a song, Rocksteady Baby. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, Aretha Franklin. So it's a cowbell. Yeah. On the, on the one. More cowbell. Yeah. That's a badass groove. That Bernard Purdy groove is so badass. It's a groove. You know what I mean? And he just played one thing. He was a bunch of stuff. Yep. One thing can make the difference in anything. Yeah. If it's played right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. And I think a, a lot of times when people are like, oh, percussion, they think Latin world, whatever. But there's all yeah, this other so stuff good. that like, yes. they it's should be checking picture. out too. It's a big spectrum, man. I call uh, it's funny. Chris Dave calls me uh, calls it the ghetto. I'm a ghetto ghetto percussionist. I love it. I'm like, yeah, I like, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it, man. I like, I, I love it. I'd be like, hey, I'm the only one. So, uh... <laughs> hey, man, it's it's probably more, but you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I've been checking out the new Sonar SQ-1 kits, and they are sick. You know who else thinks they're sick? Chris Coleman. I'll let him take it from here. When I hear something inside of me, I have to get it out. I have to get the sound that's within me out. Whatever I'm feeling in the moment, I go for it. And I may create something fresh and new from me. Something I may change about it, something I may not. I'm just going with the flow. Sonar's done it. SQ1, my sonar drummer. Check them out. You'll dig them. Hey, do yourself a favor and check out Promark's Select Bounce drumsticks. These sticks give players the ability to fine-tune their standard stick model to fit their playing style. Let me give you an example. If you play rock or country or metal, check out the forward balance. These are front-weighted and give you enhanced power and speed. If you are playing jazz or funk or gospel, then check out the rebound balance. These are rear-weighted and gives you more finesse and more agility. Plus, they're made by Promark, which you know you're going to get a quality product because they control the entire process from the forest to the finished drumstick. Plus, they're paired by pitch and by weight, so there's zero guesswork when you're grabbing that stick out of your stick bag. Do yourself a favor. Check them out by going to Promark.com. I mean, obviously, by numbers, there's less there's less percussion mm-hmm. than, than drummers, but do you see, like, a hesitancy for younger kids to, to go down that road and be like, 
because I think it's a viable option to like, like you said, differentiate yourself. You grew up with 27 drummers. I'd be like, yeah, oh, maybe, I, maybe I can play percussion. I'm still all a drummer. Of amazing. And all of them are amazing. So I'm like, uh, I don't want to just be in a number and then I'll be left behind and trying to just, you know, right. playing here and there, flow stuff. What can I do that would make a difference and stick? And I've been doing, I've been playing percussion as a stick, you know, you know, started with my boy, Adam Blackstone, who calls me for everything, you know, so I got to mm-hmm. give him you know, much love and pride. My boy, Darryl, all of all of you know, we they they trusted me as a, as a percussionist for, you know, man, over, almost over 20 years now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it's, it's, of course, it's opened up other doors for me. Um, I, I toured with Adele for two years. Whew, that was a different situation because I wasn't actually playing percussion. I was playing a hybrid type of percussion. That was that mm-hmm. was that one was the the, the challenge for me, right? Because coming, I had uh, just got off of Rihanna. We just did Rock and Rio in South South America, and um, you know the energy is high energy. It's you know pop. It's pop. Yeah, pop yeah. percussion. A whole different thing. I've been playing a lot of pop music lately too, also. So that's, that's a whole other world. And um, and then we go to like straight pop, pop like Adele. There's no right. Whose music? I mean, doesn't really have too much percussion. So when I came there, I had I had my whole setup. I had not a whole setup, but I had you know two cougars, times and toys and all this and all this. And you know, she was like, she she told MD one day like, I just only want what's going to be played in my records. Well, that stopped me because I was like, "Well, then you ain't got too much stuff on your records." <laughs> so that was whew, that was a challenge. Um, so how, I, you know, it was a lot, it's a lot of shaker and tambourine and like right. you know, cowbell. Um, but talk about that process. Like, what does what? I'm interested to hear what that process looks like. Could you go in and you're like, "I'm gonna play congas and I'm gonna play this and that," play. and then they're like, "No, no, no, we gotta yeah, like, no, 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 we gotta we go, change, no. we gotta change this whole thing." So you sit with the MD and. Well, Work it all out. I had a, I came up with an alternative um, option. I, I sat and listened. I was like, all right, well, because she don't have certain stuff, and they got a they they do run Pro Tools. So I'm like, well, what if I just play some certain stuff in Pro Tools, like um, the actual um, like the drums from Hello, the mm-hmm. love, the kick, the 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 tom, and uh, and the bell. There's a bell in the hook that hits on the one every time. Bing! Or oh, hello from the other side. Bing! I would have to hit that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Every time. So I ended up like, all right, well, I know I could do it. I could just sample it. They wanted, like, like I said, they wanted, they told me, like, they think Coldplay. I was like, oh, okay, well, Coldplay used four times and, you know, little stuff. It, it's very nothing. Right. So I ended up having a hybrid setup of a um, 16, 18, and a 20. One inch gong drum that I triggered. You know, I triggered the gong drum. X for the X and a hand sonic. And my percussion table was like some wood blocks, a cowbell, some tambourines. I didn't have cymbals, nothing. Really? It was a beast. But she loved it because it was kind of different. From, it was it, it, it actually gelled into what she wants. So I ended up, you know, um, oh. Perfect example. So, <laughs> the beginning of the tour of the the Europe tour, the way the stage was set up, <clears throat> she would come up from the other side of, I guess, the stage, like the B. It's like a B B stage and an A stage, so she would come up the B stage. Mm-hmm. So it had to be quiet. It would had to be qui- it had to be quiet for her 
So um, I ended up sampling the drums, my drums. I actually sampled, it's crazy, I sampled my drums into Pro Tools, and then we put them back into XDX. Huh. So I would play the beginning of Hello with that. And the way the mix was everything, you couldn't even tell that I was playing the fake ones. And, um, and when she would come up to A, I would switch over to the big drums with the trigger of the low kick from Hello on it and that bell. And nice. that would be that. And then you had like rolling in the deep, it was like four times, boom, ka, boom, ka, ka. So I would play that kick and that snare and stuff with a with a four time and stuff. You know what I mean? Like I mm-hmm. would basically pick all the the stuff out of the Pro Tools that they were running before I got there. And I just ended up playing, you know, those samples, you know, right. that kick, that that kind of stompy kick and you know, like that snare clap, whatever. Right. Are are you playing with the Adele stuff? Or you're playing the same thing every night because every because of tr- their stuff triggered and all that kind there of stuff. There was no improvised nothing. It no, was straight, straight like that. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I didn't play that for two for two and a half years. It was it was it was it was it was rough. Not rough. Yeah. I wouldn't even say rough. It was just. It was difficult because I came. I'm so I came from from playing all of this to playing nothing. So it right. teaches you. It teaches you a bunch of patience mm-hmm. because you can't play all this. You don't want to hear all that, or you you don't you know all the extra stuff don't mean nothing. It don't, it don't come across. Right. Yeah. It, 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 that's a that's a whole nother patience. Is a whole nother conversation right there because you got to have a lot of it. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what I was going to ask you. It's like. That's like a whole nother. That's a whole nother discipline that you have to learn. And I learned it. And how do you deal? How I'm, how did you deal with that? Was it is it a mental thing? Is it is it? Uh, oh, I don't want to. It's a mental thing because you got you got you got to play. You got to play straight by the book. But also you have this other stuff in your head too that you just like. Ooh, I, I want to. I, I just want to go get loose. But I can't. You know. Right. And not in a crazy way get loose, but you know. Yeah, yeah. I guess your, your, your music would take, you know, your chops that you used to play. You know, you want to play, you know, get loose and play all the <laughs> the high energy stuff. <laughs> right, you know? right. So that was a that was the whole thing for two and a half years. Then I got back with my homies, and you know, I missed, and we got to play. Got back into the the groove of playing the other music, and then you know, that's the whole. That's right. the whole thing. <laughs> Going back to that, like, ooh, okay, why don't we playing this for so long? Now I can play all the stuff that I now I can play all this other music that I've been building up basically in my head for the last two and a half years. Mm-hmm. You know, now you got free again. So now you got to think, not like straight on. Now you got to think outside. Now I need to be more creative. Now I got to hold your own. Now I got to, you know what I'm saying? Right. What? So what's it's like? Is, what's the vibe like playing with someone uh, like John Mayer means, versus Adele? Say again. I said, what's the what's the vibe and the approach? different uh how is it different like playing with someone like john mayer versus adele i'm, I'm sorry would you would you say uh, sorry go, go ahead do you want to do did you need to talk to them real quick go ahead you go you go would you, you say okay. no i was just asking the the vibe uh between playing with somebody like adele versus playing with john mayer uh i got freedom on john mayer it's, 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 john mayer has a great music i can I, I got i definitely have a little freedom it's um Way more freedom than Adele. It's it's uh 
because John is a vibe too. He, he he's vibe soul, so I can I can kind of you know add to, and he's like, oh man, I like that. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. so it's a big difference. It's a it's a it's it's a little bit more freer, basically. Yeah, I would imagine that Aaron provides a uh, a nice big a comfortable <laughs> boat to sit in. <laughs> yes, sir. He, 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 we like him every night. And I love him, man. We have we have definitely a great uh, connection as far as um as far as we um you know as us as a as a as a rhythm section camaraderie. Mm-hmm. It's pretty it's cool. How did that whole thing come about? It it it, it came out um. Man, um, um, Questlove hit me and was like, man, you know, uh, what you got going on? And, uh, well, he said, you know, Mayor, Mayor's asking about you. I was like, Mayor? Is it like John Mayor? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm free. I'm doing nothing, you know. <laughs> I, can, I can do it. Well, I was going to say, because they, cause they have, like, because John and the Roots are close. And... What is that? Oh, I'm sorry. Hold on a second. That's okay. Oh. Well, what did you say? I'm sorry. No, I was just saying that, uh, like, John and the Roots seem like they have a, a good relationship to begin with, and then... Yeah, I mean, you know, John did, John did, um, he, he did Dave Chappelle when they were all yeah. connected, so I think that connection came from that and all that. Probably, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't even be surprised if John did a, even did a, you know, came to some Roots concerts or, you know. So. yeah, yeah. He's he's very John is definitely a soulful man. It's, it, you know, some stuff from some stuff will remind me like some some of the stuff we play will remind me like from D'Angelo stuff, you know, just the group, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's fun playing all that stuff. You know, I'm oh, sure, and I like I I imagine that playing with him would be a lot different than playing with Adele, and I'm sure that he's probably even getting more and more lax like that he since he plays with the Dead and like you know yeah, he's yeah. probably even more improvisational because those cats are you know, obviously playing a ton of in, uh, improv stuff, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So where, yeah. Uh, where can where can people see you out there on the road? Um, you're, right so now, you're out with John? Um, well, not at this moment. We start, I start back up with John and on July 15th. Right now, I'm um, doing some imagery stuff with uh, Chromeo, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Canadian funk band, awesome dudes. Um, we uh, we're actually going to be in Denver, Colorado. I, I want to say at Red. Okay, I forgot Red Fest. And then I know next week we're in uh, L.A. at Hollywood Bowl. Nice. Um, and then you know, um, from there I'll be staying in L.A. to do BT Awards. And um, you know, this is just run. You know, running up time until July 15th, and then I'm back out with John Mayer. You know, and I'm, yeah. I'm also working on my band stuff, the Origin Band. Um, where I'm, I'm, I'm really out of my comfort zone because I'm singing, trying to sing and play. So you know, I'm just you can, you know, <laughs> you catch me, you catch me, you know, rolling. So I'm, I'm rolling right now, man. I just we Good. did Seth Myers uh, recently, with, last week with Chromio, so that was cool. Nice. Uh, yeah. So there's a, there's a, all there's all that silly in there too. Oh, it's all in there. Uh, man, man, Rashid Williams. Yeah, Rashid. He's from, a tech, right? No, Rashid. No, no, Rashid's a drummer. He plays with John Mayer and. Uh, oh, who? No, I'm sorry. Rashid doesn't play with John. Oh God, make sure you raise that. Rashid plays with John Legend and Jill Scott with me. Okay. Rashid, Rashid Williams. Yeah. I was thinking of the. So who, I was thinking of the text name, the drum text name at. Uh, where? Seth Meyer. Oh, Dietrich Loman, my boy Dietrich. 
T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because he, I mean, he, so like, I, mean, I, it's, I like, I walk in there and I'm like, it, there's just all this, I don't know, it was funny, like, there's all this Philly stuff happening. I was like, I'd love, I was like, how did this happen? I was like, Philly just came up to New York. Yes, sir. And then you got my boy Corey Reese, who's Philly, works with, he does Root down at Tonight Show. Yeah. Uh, and both of those, both of those guys, um, you know, we, we all, they worked, they were with me on Joe Scott, so, um, that, that went well, you know. Jill's the the I always look at Jill Scott as like the rite of passage for anyone who comes out of Philly. Like yeah, I played for her. I played for her for eleven years. Wow, wow. I mean, like, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I just got a call to do some stuff here, but I can't do it because I'll be out with John, unfortunately. And yeah, yeah I also played for Erica Badu, which I loved. Yeah, you know, I love Erica Badu. Her music is amazing. So, um, yeah, dude, that's a lot of that's Philly, you yeah. know. Her, her original, you know, like when she came out, that's James Poise, Quest Love, and I think, if I'm correct, Pino on bass, and Soultronics, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. That was all doing that. That was doing, all doing that era when they were all Electric Lady, you know, Common, and uh, Erica Badu, and D'Angelo, you know? Mm-hmm. That, that, that was that, that Philly. Is, that, w- w- that was a le- uh, recorded Electric Lady, right? Mhm. Yeah. All I was, yeah. Electric lady, yeah. I mean, you always got the ever classic. Uh, well, it's not no more. The studio, which was Larry Gold's, uh, it's now Milk Boys. You know, that was that was like the mecca, the hub for 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 me and a couple more other homies. Cause you know, that's what Sigma. It was, it was no, not Sigma. Larry Gold was the studio on Southern yeah. Hill, right next to the Electric Factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tower Hill, right? Mhm. Yeah. Right, right next I, to Electric Factory. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I who? I forget. I I don't want, like I'll I'll butcher it. I forget who was we were talking about a couple of weeks ago who was recording there. Then there was Rough House, but that's a whole different. Every, everybody's recorded there from Usher to everybody to to, to uh, what's his name? Uh, oh God. Uh, Justin Timberlake, mm. man, it's, it's it's a long list of people. Music Soul yeah. Child, everybody, man. Yeah, they got a lot of plaques on the walls just from from those. You know, yeah. So. Would you say it's Milk Boy now? It's Milk Boy. It's Milk Boy yeah. who who used to be on Fifth Street, uh, yeah. right over this music store called Zass Music Store. Ooh, that's mm-hmm. how old I am. <laughs> man, Milk Boy, it's Milk Boy's been around for a long time, man. Like. They were, yeah. I mean, they were in Ardmore before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ardmore, then, and like I said, they were on Fifth. And they were also on Fifth and uh, Fifth Street, uh, um, like Alany, Lopez Alany, over top of the music store that I used to go to when I was younger. Nice. So, then now you know they hate there. To go for that goes, and they got the, you know the two restaurants with performance uh, buildings. It's pretty cool, you know. Nice. Good deal. So, I appreciate you taking the time to chat. I know you're in the studio now, so like time is money, so I appreciate that. And uh, All good, man. All safe good. travels out Thank there you. on the road. And Thank you, bro. I hope you were well, coming man. to LA, man. Yeah, definitely. I'm here. So. Yeah, I hope you when I'm out there. Good deal. Yes, sir. Appreciate All it, bro. Right. Good talk. Thanks, man. You too. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.
There you have it, the one and only Aaron Draper. Again, I apologize for the not-so-great audio, but uh, we did what we could. We had a bit of a snafu. So if this is your first time ever listening, they always sound better than this. And Justin did a great job to make it sound great, but uh, I gave him some really bad audio to start with. So uh, Justin, I apologize. I love you, brother. Thank you. And for you, if you want to enter to win prizes for the 500th episode giveaway, go to drummersresource.com forward slash giveaway also if you want to enter to win a dw kit worth five thousand dollars go to sweetwater.com forward slash giveaway for that also check out their drum month deals for sure and if you haven't already leave a rating and review we love ratings we love reviews i appreciate them for sure and it helps the podcast show up higher in the search results and it'll take you about a minute and it's free so that's all i got thanks so much for being here i appreciate it and until the next podcast keep drumming thank you so much for listening and i'll be talking to you soon